Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, congratulations to the Glens Vodkas Championship Manager of the Month for April! Oh! Robbie Nielsen! Oh! He's, he's looking unbelievable, isn't he? Best looking manager in Scottish football. I've said it, I've said it before. Straight out of the shower. I've said that to a few folks as well. I've heard that, mate, I know. <laughs> well, it's a toss I call you or Del McKinnis, I'd say. Is it me or Del? Tommy. Tommy's got it up there, no? Tommy who? Tommy Wright. Tommy right, big Tommy, top, top, top man Tommy. Nah, he's not making it. <laughs> By the way, before we start, need a grass on Andy Halliday. What's happening? You know, your Strava gear. Is he still running out? Still trying to sell it to folk? Strapped it to a dog. Strapped it to a horse. <laughs> well, we thought it was a horse. It might be Lee McCulloch. You've got the same teeth. <laughs> oh, wait, what's happening with Jake's teeth? Uh, they're not bad, mate. I think he's going to get them finished. As soon as he can get back at the Are you going to get a pair of them for winning the league? I might, mate. I'm looking for a discount on it. So I might just get the top half done first. By the way, what a manager, Simon. But, Robbie, what was your your thoughts on signing Andy Halliday? Just glad to get him in, to be honest with you. I like you, aye. Good boy. You know, knew the league as well, his time at Rangers, which was important for us. And then quite vocal in the dressing room, which was good. You know, when I came in, you want boys that are going to come in and, you know, chuck a wee grenade in now and again, so I'll be pleased with him. Have you said a, have you said a wee argument on it, Lan, or no, yeah, no, no, yeah, it's, been, it's all been good so far. I know, mate, he never shuts up on here, man. I don't think he gets to speak in the house. <laughs> Maybe no, mate, I don't know, no, mate, he's missus. <laughs> he has. <laughs> uh, right, what a season for you, mate, and what a way to cap it off with manager of the month. Delighted. Delighted, I so good to go over the line at the, at the end, you know. Difficult last couple of months, but we finished the season well, I think we were 5 1 beating five clean sheets. So good to take that into next year now. It's just like anyone's trying to recruit properly. It's a big step up for us. You know, everyone's talking about trying to make sure we get top six, so you've got to get a right pleasure. Mm. See, you see with that, Robbie, see when a team wins the league early on, sometimes you see them drop math. How did you keep the boys at a level where they kept on performing every week? We had, we had a few ups and downs, to be honest with you. But you're right, see when, you know, I think we were at one point, we were 12 or 14 points clear, and, you know, sometimes it can be hard to keep that motivation in them, but it's like, you play that hearts and you win every week. You know, we went a week period where we lost a couple of games and it's like the end of the world. So it's a case of just getting them back at it again. Like, we had a good squad. We had a squad that was good enough to get promoted. But now, 
It's about making sure that it's good enough to get in the top six next season. But also a massive boost for you as well, Robbie, was John Suter coming back. What a player. Ah, he's a good player. He is, isn't he? Do you think you could get in the Scotland squad for the Euros? I wish you could. I just think it's a wee bit too late now. He only played four games or something, but you saw in the, the four games he played, he's, he's a top player. You know, it was a massive blow for us at the start of the season, to be honest. You know, the plan was when I came in that he'd be the main centre-back and we'd put somebody beside him. First couple of weeks of pre-season, done his Achilles again, that was him out for the season. So we then need to rejig it, get a couple of players in to cover him. But now he's back, we're delighted it's need to get him fit now for the coming season. Robert, how good can he be? He can be very good, to be fair, very good, I think. Well, I signed John for United, 2017-18, something like that. And back then, we thought he would get his move down south. And to be honest, I think he would if he hadn't picked up his injuries. You know, it's three, three Achilles ruptures in whatever three years, so it's been a tough time for him, but we hope that if we can get him back fit, I definitely think he can play down south, that's for sure. And you went to three at the back, what was you thinking about that? Just maybe him being out for so long, putting two centre-backs next to him? A wee bit, aye, to be fair. Just that's me with a manager's hat on there, that was good, wasn't it? I liked that, I liked that. Yes, just, it was one of them, we were stumbling a wee bit, to be fair, you know what I mean? We were playing four at the back, it wasn't quite happening, we felt getting John back in, didn't want to chuck him in as a double centre-back, sometimes you can get exposed if you're not quite up to fitness, so brought him in as a three and it worked well for him, because there's no doubt he's, he's got quality in the ball. We put Michael Smith on the other side uh, of the three centre-backs as well, which gave us that quality, so no, it was good to get him back. The best thing about Suter is, because you play him on the left and he's right-fitted, he never passes the ball at Halliday, I love it, eh? And they keep showing for the ball, he just turns on his right and hits a die out to the right winger. Brilliant. And, and that's the reason he's some player. He realises the players to play with. He knows his players. <laughs> well, we see just, uh, you, were, you get promoted with Dundee United, that's right, isn't it? Correct, aye. And see with that, with the people, I think sometimes with clubs like Hearts, your Hibs and stuff, when they go to the Championship, they think it's going to be a walk apart. But how hard the league actually is it? I'm doing so You're well. on fire, everybody. Eh? So how good is he interviewing, Robbie? Fighting. That's a good question. Uh, He's a, both of these are probably playing the championship, you know, it's like, it's, some of the games are like so unpredictable, you know, you go got up to your broth and it's blowing a gale, pitch is poor, it's difficult to break teams down, you know, we played this season like, you know, teams who are camped in after 10 minutes, so you need to break them down, but when you won't play in the Premier League, most of the teams want to try and win the game, so that actually makes it a better game and it's, at times it's an easier game to win as well, so start of the season everyone was talking about you know, we will go through the whole season undefeated and we'll win every game, do this and do that. And I knew it's not going to happen. You know, there's games where it's going to be difficult. There's games where it's going to be playing against good teams. And also, when you're in the championship, it's hearts. Every time somebody plays against you, it's a cup final. So, yeah. they're up, you know, they're running 25% more. You go and watch them the week before and you're like, you know, the game's open. You know, boys are like, try to pass the ball, but they do this. I mean, come play against us. They can't play in the bang it. It's a different kind of game. So, glad to get it done. You know, hopefully I'm not buying the championship for a long time. And also no hating the fans. It's all detrimental to you, but also it helps the other team, doesn't it? When they're at Tyne Castle and there's no fans on their back, maybe that bit more relaxed when they're coming to play as well. No, it's, it's true. You know, like, I don't know if he's played at Tyne Castle, but he comes an away team. Oh, horrible. Disgusting. If you're under pressure for the first five, ten minutes, the whole place is on top of you. And a lot of teams just crumble. You know, we played Morton this season with three or four shots and goal within about five minutes. And generally at Tynecastle, the place would be absolutely rocking. They'd go under, you go and win the game. But the game dies, it becomes flat, and then you build up again. So it's made a massive difference not having the fans in, that's for sure. See, we, um, 
before the season, Robbie, right? Everybody was saying Hearts had almost already won the league. Us two were the main culprits for that. How did you have to sort of keep the players in check? Grounded, yeah, well done, Simon. How did you have to keep the players in check to to let them know that, why this isn't going to be easy? I spoke to him all the time about it, you know. At the start of the season, you come in, you say, look, the the expectations are to win every single game. You need to go and do it. You know, we spoke, we showed them, to be honest, we put a video together and showed pictures of, you know, Queen of the South away. I broke away what the stadium was like, what the pitch was like, what the games were like at times. So right at the start of the season, the boys are going, look, this is going to be difficult. You know, Tynecastle takes care of itself. You go there, stadium's brilliant, pitch is brilliant, you should be winning the games there. You go to these other grounds, you need to grind it out. And right for the first whistle, we spoke about that. I mean, did that um, frustrate you though, with the way the, like some fans and press would would say that Hearts should be winning this league before it started? Not really, to be honest with you. Same with Dungeon United last year. You know, get the start of the season, they're like, they'll win the league. You go, it's easy to say it. You have to go and do it. There's been a lot of teams that have come down. You know, look at Rangers, took two years to get out. Although they came up, it was two years to get out of the league. Hibs, three years. Dungeon United, four years to get out. You know, other teams, Dunfermline have been down for, I don't know, four or five years. Partick went down, went down again. All these teams, when they came into the Premier into the Championship, were the favourites to go up. And it's tough to get out. Uh, normally Andy Halliday that's on the podcast also heart, another Hearts legend are the dinner ladies at Tynecastle still scared of Kevin Kyle? Oh my Kev <laughs> I, I don't think I've played with Kev I think under 21s maybe years he's and years ho- ago he's hopeless isn't he? he's a local legend up at Tynecastle that's for sure is he a legend up there mate? Yeah, a legend sorry did I say a legend <laughs> <laughs> oh, he delivered you DPD this year didn't he? he did mate a big man came in I had a chat with him so he's talking about his, his coaching stuff like that. It was good to see him. Oh, was he trying to wheeze his way into the coaching stuff? <laughs> oh, no, no, he's just talking about what he wants to do. He wants to try and get into it a wee bit. He said he's have enough for you to. Are you going to, Robbie, are you going to bring him in? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you bring this man in? Jig actually asked if he could come in and speak to the boys to me. I don't know if he's went behind your back with it. He did actually speak about it, but he says that you're too expensive to come in. Am I right? Aye, listen, it's a big feat to get me in. But listen, I would love to come in at the pre-season. Either take it or date with the boys. What, take pre-season? Take part of it. Would you let him? No chance. <laughs> oh, no. Have you been watching Andy on the podcast? Be honest, nah. No, I've not been honest with you boys, no. No, Jig, Jig watches it and gives me feedback on it. And does he cane him? It does, I agree, he does. Mm-hmm. He gets bullied now and again on it, am I right? <laughs> he, oh, he's bullied him a few times. Oh, he's petrified him yet. Uh-huh. So, Robbie's just we're going to go, when you, sit, when you went back to Hearts, did it feel like he had never been away? Uh, to be fair, I was away, I don't know, I went to leave, six, 2016 came back, 2020, so four years, so, so the squad's changed, a lot of the boys were away, you know, I don't think, it was only off the top of my head, maybe two or three boys still there for the previous time, because there was so much upheaval in the squad, moving around, so, no, it was, it was good to get back, you know, one of the big things about doing at Hearts is, is the fans and the intensity of the stadium, we not had that this year, so I'm looking forward to getting that back next year. Um, talking about Jig, he when we interviewed him, he says that you're one of the best managers in the country. What what about him as an assistant? Where where does he rank? Hopeless. Wait, he's got to say that, hasn't he? He's got to say that. Uh-huh. How's Jig? Jig's brilliant, man. He's great. He's good. He's a, he's been up on a doing a whiskey tour the last couple of days, so I've been getting a few uh, WhatsApps for him. I seen that was with Davy Beer, wasn't it? With Davy, aye. He was up there with Davy. Do you just get him to put the cones out and you do the rest? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I've got him. I've got Jig and Gordy Forrester. If he's no wee Gordy. 
So Gordy was over at Vancouver, assistant manager, he's top as well. So the two of them have been really good. It's been, uh, it's been a difficult year for us all because like, you know, one of the main things about as a coaching staff, you like to interact with players. But this season, like boys come in at half ten, train, and then disappear. Yeah. Because they're not like coming out of the building, so you don't really get a lot of them. So it's been it's been tough for us all, but hopefully next year we'll get a, a bit better. You like the music, though, don't you? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But Robbie, you know what I want to know, for, and this maybe for younger managers, would you ever take a job with foot, taking your own staff in with you? See, to be honest, like it's one of them where needs must. You know, you, you want to bring in. If you could, you bring in your assistants, you'd bring in a fitness coach, you'd bring in an analyst. But it depends what level you're going to. You know, if you if it depends how your stock is, and if your stock's really high, the chairman's going to go bring in as many as you want. You know, yeah. if your stock's maybe not quite as high, you may just be getting yourself in and then just working for air. You know, when I went into Dundee United, I just went in myself. You know, and stayed just worked with the staff for the first probably three months, four months. Then I brought in Gordon Forrest. Things were going well. Then I brought in Jig. And, you know, you just kind of that for air. But when we came back to Hearts, we brought in the two of them right away. So it's all different. Ideally, you want to bring all your staff in, but doesn't always happen like that. Whose idea is the music in the warm-up? It was off uh, Scottish rugby, train beside us, uh, so they do it. So we nicked it off them, basically. Thought it was quite good. And what, do, do you do you go and speak to their manager quite a bit and share share ideas? Uh, the rugby boys? Yeah. Ah, yeah, I speak to Gregor now and again, I do. I quite like it. It's decent, like, good good lads. It's just, you know, it's not slightly. You boys were the same. You speak to people in football all the time. Uh, yeah. It's just the same things you talk about. You know, you talk about other teams, you talk about what you're doing, everyone's doing the same stuff, everyone's done the pro licence. When you go and speak to these boys, like I speak to some boys in cricket as well, which I quite like. You know, I mean, no, no that's, I don't know anything about sport, but just speaking to them and getting different ideas. And, and Gregor's brilliant as well in it, rugby. I don't know if I can ask this, so just tell me to shut up if I go across the boundaries side. Robbie, are you a proper coach coach? On no, the I fine, I like that. Do you like that? On the training team. field or... Are you mere the Sir Alex stepping back? Because you've got that presence. I can, that feel aura. The, I can feel the presence of you coming off you. Um, He's shaking here, by the way. Aye. Alex is trembling, <laughs> isn't it? No, but, so are you a proper coach, coach? Uh, like, I would say I, I, I'm on the tough quite a bit, but I'm trying to take a step back. It's one of the reasons I brought Gordon and, and Lee in. Because like, sometimes I think you can be two hands on. You know, it's like use use of managers and coaches. Like, see if you're talking all the time. The manager just talks and talks and talks and talks. See when it comes to like, that key moment we need to tell somebody. Yeah. You're bored of what you're saying already, you know. So I'm trying to take more a step back, but I would say I'm, I still coach probably fifty percent of the time. And do you use the match day minus two lingo and all that? We we slaughter it on here. Eh? Even when you remember the sports science boys use that. You go in match day minus two, match day plus two. But see when you get back in the, the office with Gordon Jig, it's just game the morrow. <laughs> <laughs> but nearly won a cup as well, mate. So close. What a season, mate. But do you know what I really want to say before we go to that? See if a, a team getting promoted, right? Their, their goal would be stay up the next season. But for Hearts, that, the, the pressure for the fans and, and even the media, they're not going to allow that. So, Robbie, what is your goals next season? Yeah, you're right. You know, like most teams will come up and it's just like stay in the league. But we are, you know, we need to get in the top six. That's what we're aiming for. That's the aim. If we can get high on that, then great. You know, the ultimate aim for us is eventually get Europe. You know, and then progress for there. So, but the first stop will be top six. And look, we've got a good squad. You know, if we get Andy fit and the rest of the boys keep Soapy fit, we've got a good enough squad if we add a few more key players into that. 
Yeah. If, see if you get in Europe though, Andy's got to go. Hey, hey, that's too much for a minute. Europe's too, too much. much so no deal with all that. <laughs> Andy wouldn't be able to do this probably because he'd be away European trips. So. Nah, exactly. Best, best for everyone. Uh, so close to winning the cup as well, mate. What I liked about you is, change, did you change it at half time? We did, aye. No, we did change it at half time. We knew, like, with a couple of players that didn't have 90 minutes in them. So we had, like, Gianelli, who we, the plan was to, like, sit in, counter attack on Celtic, but. We didn't have Ginelli, we didn't have a pace in the team that we needed. So we knew if we could get to like 60 minutes, you know, 50, 60 minutes and then change it. So we changed it around about that time. We ended up bringing him on, brought a couple of wingers on to give us some pace and almost worked. Did you think, was there a stage in that game where you think we've, we've got them, we're going to do it here? I did, to be fair. I, you know, I thought like, I thought last season, probably the last couple of seasons, Celtic are always vulnerable, you know, on a counter-attack, vulnerable at set plays as well. And, with a couple of wee opportunities with a, you know, with a cutback, 90th minute, the Ginelli puts it over a bar with a couple of set plays towards the end. And then obviously, you get a penalty shootout and you go 3-2 up and you're on the next kick here. You think you've got a chance of getting there, but it just wasn't to be. The boys, how did you pick the boys up after that? Because they looked distraught, didn't they? Yeah. We did, we but maybe because they played so well, you didn't really need to. But you had to... Randy, didn't you? I had, have a, have a, I had to have a wee chat with Andy after that game, didn't I? I was struggling, man. I struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we gave him a couple of days off, to be honest with you, after it, just to clear the heads, because there's no point coming in the next day. You know, boys are flat as a pancake, so they get a couple of days off. And then one of the, one of the difficult things about having the cup final win, you know, December, is that, you know, generally when you play a cup final, it's the end of the season. So if you win it, brilliant, takes you through the, seat, the close season. If you get beaten it, you know, it's done and dusted. Boys get time off. Team half the team moves up. New freshness comes in. But we lost the, the cup final penalties. And then you need to win the following week. So it's trying to get the boys back up again. It's, the, it's very very difficult. I feel. You know, but we, we managed to do it. Just before we go on to your wee bit about your playing career, what you did? What happened with that Barnet for the rest of the day? Will you leave that wet or will you blow dry it? When, when Jig's going over to get his teeth finished off, I'll be coming back and my fringe will be doing <laughs> I like the wet look though, do you know? Uh, the slick back is good, aren't it? But Robbie, how does that, and I don't want to keep going on about the hair, but see, see if you leave that today, does it just start to go a bit fluffy, no? Sometimes when I get a, put a wee bit of product in it, I do I, I'll do I you and just cover as much as my face as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the cobber? Because you're always smartly dressed. Is it Reece? Yes. He's a Reece man, Reece I can tell. Uh, you know, you've got to go on the touchline, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. one chance you spend most of the most of the week in your training gear, you know, cutting about that one. So it's always nice to uh, to have a wee go. Right, the fourth official must flirt like rotten with you, does he? Sometimes I do. <laughs> Rob, is there any manager you've came up against and you've gone, "Wow, his clobber's horrendous"? <laughs> Dick Campbell. <laughs> Dick Campbell. No, Dick's the top boy, but I love Dick. He oh, Dick's Dick's a, he's a legend. What I will say is that. Jig will probably tell you about it. We'll have a wee look at, you know, the other coaching staff's boots and that gives you a wee insight. Yeah, we do see a wee pair of Kaiser fives. <laughs> good enough. Not good enough. Uh, brilliant. Uh, winning the cup as a player. Highlight of your career with hearts? Probably, I would say. You know, it's like, you, want to, you know, you want to win cups. You want to do, get hammed in front of the crowds and lift it. So that was good. Good to you. European football was good. International football. So a few highlights, eh? That was, a, that was a good Hearts team. You remember that team? Unbelievable. See that game, sign? Just from my, it's just come back to my memory now. Was that a penalty shootout? It was, mate. You're right. Did you hit one, Robbie? No. I did me out the second one. Wow. Big boys, aren't it? Did that, was he called, Hartley got sent off, didn't he? 
Weezy get sent off in extra time. My last minute extra time, you man. So wasn't there. He was the main penalty kick taker. So he uh, can he take them out. The rest is if they step up. Was it that semi that he scored the hat trick? He was unbelievable. It was. It was. Is he still talking about it, wee man? Oh mate, see Dundee. That's all. You used, used to hit three kicks at shaping that. Eh? I done this against Hibs, but mate, his technique was frightening. Wasn't it? Good, good, good player. Good player. He did. He Couple of years when he was at Hearts, he was different class, honestly, him and Rudy. Was he the best player in that team or was it Scatchel? Uh, yeah, to be fair, there's a few, mate. We had, had Takis Faisis had just won the European Championships with Greece. We had Ed Garris had won the Champions League with Porto. So there was a few no bad players, mate. It's when you played the uh, five sides, it was uh, heated, let's just say that. Was it? What, would it be like Scottish versus the foreign boys? Uh, just honestly, like team full of winners. He had like Obviously, Craig Gordon in goals. We had Stephen Presley, centre-half. Andy Webster, centre-half. We had Takis Fieses. Julian Brelia. do if you remember him. But yeah, I do. French boy, yeah. Signed him for Inter Milan. Yeah. The Lithuanian boys. So, Michalinas. We had uh, Sisnowskis. We had Bednar as well, who got sold into West Brom, played Premier League. So, it was like top, top team to be fair. Would, uh, would Elvis still call him Sally Daddy? <laughs> It was only a, a while ago. He came in the garden last week, you like, man, for a he's chat. Brilliant, he's, isn't he? awesome. nah, he's top man. He, honestly, what a boy he is. He's doing at Brentford now. I don't know if you saw it. So he's got a new gig down there. Oh, bro, mate, everyone thinks Presley's pure doing that. Is he wild? No, no wild, but so much personality. Did he ever read you that poem? And, and then you are a man, my son. No, I, he's not read it to me, but he has. I do know he's got a picture of it up in his house. Oh, is he in his house? In, his, in the house down south, aye. The big man he likes that one. He came Sick. in there. He came in the reserve dressing room. He like, "He says I'm going to I'm going to give you young chap someone to listen to." And he read that poem, mate, and it was goosebumps, man. Was it brilliant, mate? Brilliant, honestly. You don't. That's what I was just about to say. You don't get. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't think you get players like that coming through now. Guys like Presley. And what I was just about to ask you, Robbie, do you think the standard now, right? And it's no, and it's no just hearts, but the, the, the full of, even, I mean, the full of Scotland, do you think the standard back then when you were playing was much, no much better, but was better than it is now, especially the type of characters you just said. I think, like, I could talk about this all day, to be honest with you boys, but there's a lot of issues, I think, in the in the academy cell. Like, we are all, an example of it, see when you two were coming through as young kids, when before you went into the academies or into the clubs, when you went up to the park to play with your pals, you two would probably pick the teamer. You yeah. go, you're playing there, you're doing there, you're doing that. We, Jimmy comes up and it's 5v5 and Jimmy wants a game. We go, Jimmy, you're not going to game, mate. You need to wait there. See when they come into academy now, all the bibs are out for them. So they come in. This is what you're doing. There's no leadership at all. You know, there's no, nobody's coming and going, right, you sort that out. You sort that out. And it's not until they come into the first team environment where the demands are easy. Like, you need to do that. You need to do that. And a lot of them, they, 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 can't, they can't do it because they've never had the experience of actually any leadership at all. Yeah. So that's a big part of it, I think. And then also, I, I think we overcoach at times coming through the academy. You know, you see it and it's like you get coaches and it's like, stop, I'm going to stop, talk for five minutes. And boys just want to run about. Let's be honest with you. When you're 12-year-old, you just want to run about, you know, score goals, play football, take people on. So nah, there's a few few issues. And then my pet hate as well as the old shout, when you see it, you'll hear all the time in the, the academies, don't give it away. And you're like, oh, no. you need to give it away. <laughs> you need to take people on you know, you need to try things. If you don't get away, then it just becomes boring. So I think there's there's a lot of good players coming through, you know, but is that because of the academies or is, would they just come through anyway? You know what I mean? If they, if they didn't have these. So, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of pros and cons to it, that's for sure. See, talking about leadership, I had to ask you because one of my favourite stories that Paul Hartley told us when he first signed for Hearts and he thought he was like the Doug's Balls and one game they played and Craig Levine made a full meeting after the game about Paul Hartley and running him back and he says if you're not going to run you're going to go and play with the reserves he just signed him I think it was maybe his second game he went and had to train with the reserves for like three weeks was Levine did you ever get that feel Levine? I remember like Craig Craig was very strong on it to be fair like, he, he was good at it Craig and that he would you know somebody came in and they wanted to pull him away they were told right away you know so it was one of them that, that like, Zeke Zeke came in I think he signed for St Johnston as a winger or something when he came in and it was like it just probably wasn't as fit as he, he ended up being you know wasn't as aggressive running but he certainly took the message that's for sure because yeah. he came away and trained with the res, he's came back and next thing you know he's playing certain midfield and he's playing with Scotland so it worked and sometimes you need that with players sometimes you need told Did Levine ever do that with you Robbie? I had a few few run-ins with Craig when he was a when he was a manager Craig took me from I was at Hearts went on to Cowan Beef when he was manager and then he came back as well and then he was the one, Craig sent me to the Queen of the South, you know, I'd been in playing at Hearts, wasn't doing great, he says, look, get yourself to the Queen of the South, get playing, because you're not playing here, make sure you come back, work hard and get in the team, to be fair, I went and done it, went down and played with Queen of the South, back up and then straight into the Hearts team, so, I think, I don't know what you boys are like, your players, but I always felt that, it's better the managers, honestly, see if you're not no doing it, just tell. I love that as well, that you went to Cowden Beef and Queen of the South on loan. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's my two clubs, I so enjoyed it. It was brilliant. Done it, done it, um, sunny cow and beef, mate, and then done it, Queen of the South. But you didn't get a house in the West End playing with cow and beef and Queen of the South. That's a Leicester money, isn't it? That house. 
There's <laughs> not much of that left, mate, to be honest. We've got three kids. <laughs> was Levine somebody that you, was he part of the reason that you wanted to get into management? I think, like, see, when I was about 23, 24, I wasn't really that interested in getting coaching and management, you know, it wasn't until probably about a couple of years later, 25, 26. So it was actually with Shabba Laszlo came in. Shabba came in as manager at Hearts, and I thought it was brilliant. See, like, technically, tactically, you know, you know, prior to that, I never used to do much, you know what I mean? It was like, train Monday to Friday. Friday, you might do set plays. You maybe do a wee bit of shape. It wasn't until he came in that everything was about tactics, everything was about shape. He started to actually think about it, and then at that point, I became a captain, so he spoke to me more about it. Went down to Leicester. I had, like, Paulo Souza. Nigel Pearson, Sven Goran Eriksson. So he started to learn for all these boys are good, good managers. And then coming back up to Scotland, it was like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Well, but who was the, see what that they named you, who was the one that really stood out for you as a manager? See, to be honest, they're all different. You know, like some of them are, you know, we had like, for instance, Eriksson didn't coach at all. He was just a man manager. He was a boy that, you know, I didn't play that much under him. So every Friday would eat the, Boy, there was another coach, um, Derek Fazakli, would take the players that were starting away. Sven would take all the non-starters with him and he'd just stand and talk to you. I swear <laughs> to you. Every Friday, he would come away from the meeting going, he really likes me, I'm playing next Saturday. Right? You train, train really hard all week, get to Friday again, you go and speak to him again, you're not playing, he'd go, you come away and go, I'm definitely playing next Saturday. See, after about three months, you're like, I'm not playing next Saturday, am I? And it was great. It was it was brilliant man manager, like top top man manager. But that's what they say in it is about keeping the boys that are not playing happy. That's the secret of being a manager. That's that's the hardest bit to be honest with you. You know, I mean, you've got a squad of twenty five players. You're only picking eleven on the Saturday, so it's how you manage the rest of them, how you keep them engaged, how you keep them on board as well, and then how you how yes, you're managing your, your team on a Saturday, but the biggest part is managing the squad. Sven sounds like a hero, didn't he? What a legend. We've heard about Jamie Carragher, what told was a cracker about him as well, remember? And we're the man we let Bob's in the room. Oh, so he did it. Aye. <laughs> see, see, what was he just on that with the. And this is to use Simon, a young coach as well. What would you say is made important if you could pick one, man management or tactics? I'll tell you off there, it's a, you know, he's the man in the know, isn't he? Depends what level you're at, to be honest with you. You know, see if you're, you know, see if you're coaching. Kids, it'll be tactics, you know, if you're taking them under the A-team's team, it's, it's tactics. But as soon as you get into the senior game, it's man management. You know, it's telling me about recruitment, getting the right players and the right characters in, keep them happy, you know, make it all as simple as you can for them, to be honest with you. You know, I, I, I was assistant manager at Queen, uh, sorry, East Fife. So you only train like two nights a week. So, you know, you boys have played part-time. I played part-time as well. Like, you come in after you, you don't want to go and, Stand in the shape for 45 minutes. You want to come in, warm up, boxes, possession, games, we back tactics at the end. Whereas when you go into like the more professional, so when you're at hearts, you know, you probably do more tactical work, but the man management becomes more important because you know, the players, you know, times are on good money. So you need to make sure that you keep them on side, you need to make sure that they're motivated, you need to make sure that they, they want to win and they want to win for you. So it's, uh, every club is different, every player is different, to be honest. Somebody you don't need to speak to. You know, like, I know Andy coming in, and Andy's going to train hard. You know, I know that when he comes in. So I don't, don't really need, you know, man managing that much. Where a lot of other players coming in who maybe get issues in the background, and I need to spend 10 minutes every day with them, speaking to them. So it's just that everyone's different, every team's different. 
strange, isn't it? Because we always need to speak to Andy, don't we? Yeah, for <laughs> podcast. We always need to make sure he's feeling all right. That's very strange. No, just saying this as well, Robbie. What else I like about you saying going on loan? The fact that you've done a youth team coach and then you've done an assistant manager, like you just said, the East Five. You see uh, players now just go straight into management. Do you think that background helped you when you eventually became a manager? I definitely, to be honest with you. Like, uh, the, the, probably the best license I've done with like my BA Pro, but the best one I've done was a youth license. Because you do a youth license, yeah, that's for like kids from 12 to 18. So, so you're actually coaching? But it also allows you, to, taking the youth team allows you to go and just try different things. You know what yeah. I mean? You go and you'll try a, a session, you'll something different, you'll. You know, I've done it a number of times. You go, see, after like 10 minutes, you're going, uh, pull the boys and go, Blitz, this is terrible. Right, this isn't one. Let's go and do something else. Because if you're in the first team and you're preparing to play against one of the old firm, you can't do that. Everything's going to be bang on. So it gives you, I think, going through youth and being assistant at low levels, it gives you that time to develop how you want to coach and your style. And then eventually, once you get there, you're a bit more comfortable. So I would definitely advise any player coming out of the game to go and do youth coaching and try and be an assistant somewhere. Who was your who was the manager when you were assistant? He's five. It wasn't it Billy Brown, was it? No, no, it wasn't Billy. It was Billy, Billy Hitchison. So Billy was, Billy was brilliant because Billy was like a manager. So Billy would say to me, you're going to choose me, Marty. You deal with the team you're going to take the training. You're going to do that. And then I'll, I'll deal with the players. And I'll deal with talk to them. Then. So it allowed me to go. And at that point, I was like, what would I be then? 31 maybe, something like that, 32. And you're taking first team training, you know, and going straight into it, and then you get a game on the Saturday, you know, touchline on Saturday. So it was, it was a brilliant experience. That's what I'm doing just now. Thirty-three taking the first uh, training. Jim just says, just you go ahead and. So did you play as well? Thirty-one. Did you play and take the training? I was a wee bit. I only played like four games or something. My, my last game was doing it straight So I'm doing there and I'd, my knee was shot to pot. So I was hardly, was hardly trained. Playing a Saturday. And I'm doing it Strunar, and you know, there's like a wall at Strunar, you know, next to the stand. And there's this old like, farmer guy, man, I swear to God, he's like, it must have been about 80. And he's just following me up and down the side, battering the life at me. Just battering me. And I'm like, what am I doing? That's not for me anyway. I've had enough. That's me. I'm just going coaching it. But that was the, the final straw, I was doing it at Strunar. That was Kev Kyle's dad, wasn't it? Kev. He's fed in there, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, you're actually. You want to get a job, didn't you? Robbie, would you take him in? <laughs> no, he's he like, just says no to everyone. No, no you know, Robbie, seriously, before this started, he's like, I mean, wait, try top me up when this goes <laughs> Can I just say something? Because I like when you ask a question and going back and absolutely killing you, right? But uh, when you grew up, Si, Tommy Burns was one of your inspirations for life. Robbie, did you have anybody coming through the, the youth that you had a coach that you, you almost made you the, the person you are now? First of all, I got to me at um, national team and top, top, top guy, mate, honestly. Bro, it's, it's, it's like, see, see when you get in, it's like, first time you get in the national team, you're like so nervous when you go in. Like, you're like, man, you know, seeing all these boys, your first time in, first training session, and it's like 200 mile an hour. And like, Tommy used to play, bro, did the boxes and the wee games with you. And uh, brilliant, like, I always remember it. He's like, he said something along the lines, it was like, I'd give the ball away. And he said, I oh, don't worry about it, son. I gave the ball away once in training, uh, but I went straight back again. It was a throw in. It was something like that. I can't remember it, but it was, it was just the way he said it, and it just relaxed you right away. His man management was like, like speaking to the boys was unbelievable, Tommy. Like, like everyone loved him, you know, no matter what side of the, the city you came from, everyone loved him. 
and he was brilliant, mate, honestly. So, eh, me a bit of inspiration. Ugh. Not really, to be honest with you, know? I mean, just like different coaches over the years, I like it's like you, you know, I'm one that I look at people and say, right, would I do that, would I not do that, coaching wise? So, there's a lot of ones that, you know, so going back to like one of the coaches, one of the managers that came in at Leicester when I was there, right? First meeting they had with the boys, right? I'm not going to name who it was. First meeting they had with the boys, so we were expecting it to come in. It's usually, you know, you get a new manager come in, it's like this big motivational speech. We're going to do this, and they actually said, right, boys, um, I've signed a three year deal here, but as you know what football's like, I could be sacked in three months. So let's just go and play one Saturday. You get sacked in three months. <laughs> so it's one of them, you're like, you know, you learn for that, you're going, definitely not doing that. Definitely not doing that. So a lot of, a lot of different. Uh, experiences that's for sure uh, just on that first season of management you won the championship Rangers and Hearts were in the league that's some achievement huh? did you did you think that was possible when you first took the Hearts job I knew it was a long shot to be honest with you because like, Rangers were coming up with massive budget but I felt that like, I knew I was a youth coach at Hearts before I took over as a manager so I knew all the young ones coming through I knew they'd get experience we had like you know Parts and Nicholson, King, Holt, all these boys that were coming through. So I knew, I knew they were decent, but also, but see when you're, you're trying to win a league, you, it's about getting points on the board. A lot of people go, they look at all the big games, they need to win that, need to win that, need to win that. See when you win a league, it's about getting a certain amount of points. But we said this season, you know, we need 19 points a, a third. So it gets you like 57 points, I think it was a, a 57. When you get into the Premier League, if you want to get third, over the last 10 years, you have to get X amount of points. If you want to get second, you have to get these amount of points. So how you pick that up is, is up to you. You know, So biggest thing, I think, is making sure you win. You know, This season, you have to beat your Arrows, your Queen of Souths, your all these teams. And then when you play against Dundee, you play against the bigger teams, or when we play against Rangers when we're doing that league at Hibs, these are the games that you, know, you want to win. But if you take a point of it, then you're still going where you need to get to. So it was... Uh, it was, a, it was a good time. I think, to be honest, that, that season was probably easier than this season because like, Rangers were the big hitters. Rangers were the big dogs that everyone was up for. So, for instance, if we were playing, okay, let's say we had Falkirk in the league, we might be playing Falkirk on a Saturday and they'd get Rangers the following Saturday. So, the Falkirk boys are thinking about Rangers the following week. You know, So, they're not really banging at it against you or vice versa. If, we are, if they play Rangers one week then they play us the next week, it's like, after the Lord Mayor's show. So I feel that season was easier than this season where every week it was like, you know, teams are coming at it, or, you know, running about with headless chickens, making tackles. So it was, uh, this one I felt was harder. Anything else? I just the producers just asked me to ask, Robbie, if you had to let one person go and you had to do it, would you let go Jig or Andy? <laughs> I was in my ear. I don't want to ask. I, I don't even want to ask it. <laughs> When I can't answer it now, I'll, I'll do it off here, but you probably know my answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question for me, just on the management, because I'm fascinated with this as well. Do you still phone other managers for advice, or are you past that stage now? I still speak to people, I do. There's a number of managers I speak to, I do. You know, that, um, you know there's ones that you get on really well with, ones that you maybe don't speak to, I think. Like, you know, see, see when you're, for me, when you're on the touchline, it's like, you're no, you're no friends with anybody. It's like, you know, I'm here to win. But see, as soon as that final whistle's done, that's me, I'm done a dusty bit. You know what I mean? So there's a number of them I still I'll, I'll speak to, you know, whether it be as a few down south. I actually just spoke to one this morning, the down south, a few in Scotland as well. I think it's important because, like, see, when you're in management, there's, 
you know, you, you can talk to people that have never actually been in the, the seat and they don't understand it. Whereas it's great to speak to people that have actually been there, understand the pressures of it and, you know, or the nonsense that goes on in the background. You can always find you, can't you? Anytime. I'll, I'll come meet you after this. Um, Robbie, just, we love to ask every single one of us, what is your fantasy five-a-side team, retired players, one goalkeeper and four outfield? Great question. Is it, is it going to be uh, we'll go that you played with. And then tell us just a bit about them as a player because like, you, you played with them. A bit of insight into them. Yeah, so I've only got five players, but it's going to be difficult then. Yeah. Craigie Gordon. Oh no, it's got to be retired, sorry. So no Craig Gordon. We can so use played with. Can I go with played with or played against? We'll do, can we do both? Is that all right? So we'll just a combo then. Aye, combo. Combo, yeah, combo, go with a combo. I can't go Craigie. So I would probably go without a, well, it's a tough one. I've I played with Andy Gorham when I was doing wow. and I played with Anthony Niemi at Hearts. We were both at the top, so difficult one. Like I probably, I'm going to go with the, with the goalie, right. just solely because he did a shooting exercise when we were doing it Queen of the South, where he was in goals and he wouldn't use his his hands, and we still couldn't score on him. So he would just dive about his his hands like that and chest things away. So Andy, because he was like top level. Who am I going with two defenders in? That tells me everything about you. Two defenders in a five-a-size team. One defender. One Robbie, one, one defender. defender. No playing with two defenders at fives. Well, I'm seeing you pick these teams. The defenders always win five-a-sides. Always That's the same. True. Always win the game. So I'll go probably Takis Faisis. Takis came in when he was at Hearts and was just like, like top, top level. Like top, you know, like just, just the sign of Benfica. But also, he was a brilliant boy, honestly. You know, he was won that tournament, but he was so great down to earth, 32 or something, when he came in. So, probably got to be him. Who else would I put in it? I think think what Rollins. It's a difficult one. You've put me on the spot a wee bit here. Mm. Next one, set, I would try to think set half of fullbacks. The hub down south for me. All right, we'll go midfielders then. We'll go midfielders. Uh, good. I'll put I'll put Rudy in it. Wow. Because Rudy was just, just a good player mate and like unbelievable finisher seen put on his left foot like just unreal also what I liked about Rudy is he had last set of bollocks I don't seen him play at hearts that's what you need you know he's like just pure confidence what about as a guy would he was he quite volatile would he argue with you would you and him have a argue, no no like you know I don't think I ever saw Rudy fight in the dressing room you know what I mean but he's uh, he, he would stand up for himself that's for sure and he was a stocky wee guy, you know, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't mess with him too much. Because was it one of them when he was playing on the right, you'd overlap and he would always just use you as a decoy and cut inside? Did that not used to do your nothing? That's what I, I, I used to play behind me, Michaelinus, and my job was, I used to say to him, I said, Nico, I'll just give you the bomb, mate, right, and you go and do things, and I'll just play behind you. I'm not going to overlap you, I'm not going to take people on, and my job was just to do that, so that's what I'd done with him. Eh, going forward, like, when's I played against, I probably put people in that I played against, you know, so... Some good ones, but I feel like I'd be like name dropping for fun. No, come on, he's a name drop. Ah, That's what we love that on this. One bigger names, I. <laughs> right, uh, Ronaldinho. Oh, oh yeah! Oh. Wow. Logan, uh, just unbelievable, man. Like. So what was the game? Talk us through the game. We played against Barcelona, a pre-season game, and I swear to God, I couldn't believe how big he was. Like, just an absolute beast, there, guy. Like, you know, you watch the boys on TV, you think. He's a decent size, but massive thighs, massive arse, massive calves, and all that. Couldn't get anywhere near him. 
could not get near him. So were you playing left back? Because he played, you playing right back, and he played left kind of attacking. Well, what was happening? I was I was playing kind of left back, but just outside the penalty area, and then the right midfield in front of me was about three yards in front of me, and then the striker was about four yards in front of him, mate, <laughs> just bench right across the back line. So, eh, uh, he's probably the best one I've played played against. Just unbelievable skill. Uh, Did he make you? What I'm going to say is get yourself online. Big Elvis, Stephen Presley. Find the nutmeg that Ronaldinho, he'd get it online. He did a, Elvis did some, went to, I think it was South America, went to play like a charity game and he came on against like, the Brazilians and he get nutmegged off him and it's the funniest thing you'll ever see. So please get it up and put it online. Have you got it? Yeah? Have you got it? Well, attach it to the interview so everyone can see it. <laughs> so no, no, thanks for another. But other ones I've got, I'm going to try and think, like, Garis Jankowskis was the like, top the boy, the striker boy we had, didn't play a lot of games, but just like six foot three, absolute man mountain, top player. Uh, who else would have? And another one, I think, where have I played? Is that four? No, I think that's your five. No. Is that my five, isn't it? Aye, Scatchel. Scatchel, Ronaldinho, Fisas, Goalie, oh, and... Need a sub, something to make one One sub that you played against. I think, did I play against you at any point, no? Nah, I don't know. You're a level above me, mate. Robbie, was he good? I does he even know. I does. I, I see when I met you. We played at Celtic as a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, did you? We, we played your Harris team when you first came up pre-season. I was at Dundee. No, it wasn't you. It was Gary Lott. No, it wasn't you. No, no, no. We were definitely. I'd have, I'd have came along, but I'd have been there in the group. Uh, that was my best game for Dundee pre-season friendly after that. It was fucking rubbish. Uh-huh. Robbie, what did you see when you seen him as a youth player? What did you think of him? <laughs> Never seen this. <laughs> I thought he's better than you, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, you're a hero. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks for your time, lads. Robbie, what a man. Right, Thanks guys. very much, mate. Cheers. Cheers, mate. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.